it really started in 2016, that self-realization that, you know, I really wasn't doing more with my life, you know, looking around me and what everyone else my age was doing, you know, I felt that, you know, I just couldn't be like them. Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of the No God Less Man. As usual, it's me, your host, and yeah, Mr. Yellow Beanie, back again. Yellow Beanie, still with us. Going strong, going strong. Thank you. I've cursed myself. I can't <laughs> wear another color now. <laughs> I bought like a whole bunch of beanies as well. Nah, nah, Yellow Beanie is right. Good. It's a good match. It's okay, I'll wear a different color. You just change it in post. Okay. Give you more work. Earn your pay. <laughs> But he doesn't get paid, so. <laughs> Oh, man, I need an editor. Honestly, I need an editor. But thanks a lot for tuning in. If you have, um, if you're on Spotify, listening to this, thank yes, you so we're much. On yeah, we're on now. Spotify we're finally, guys. We're legit. Check it out, check it out. We're, we just uploaded, I mean, I just uploaded everything. So um, we're on track now, and next week, when we have the new episode come out, we'll also put it out on Spotify. And I'm trying to put it on Google Podcast and Apple as well. So, um, yeah. Nice. Kind of all the bases covered. Diverse. Yeah, and thank you to everybody who's been like watching, subscribing, and supporting us. Um, it's 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 really good to know that a lot of people are starting to watch and are starting to relate to what we're saying. And um, we really didn't intend to start growing this thing. It started off just as an idea. It's always MK's idea. He's the one. He's the brainchild. And the fact that it's growing and we're getting supporters and just people uh, cheering us on, it really means a lot. And we say thank you to everybody who's been following us. It does. Thank you. Thanks a lot for everybody. If you followed us from day one, I don't want to name, I mean, there's a lot of names to name, but thank you everyone who's watched and who's watching, uh, keep supporting us. And um, if you want to reach out to us to be part of the show, please message us, me or Chan, whichever you feel more comfortable yeah, with. Yeah, MK. Yeah, and then we'll get back to you. Okay, we, today we have a um, guest on the show that his name is, I don't know, what's your name, Rob? Uh, my name's Bufford. Bufford. Yes. So Bufford has an interesting story that he would like to share with us today. Where yeah. are you from? Introduce yourself. I'm from East Sipik and Milling Bay. Okay. Nice. Yes. What do you do for a living? I'm a loss adjuster. I basically do insurance claims. Oh, <laughs> nice. Okay. I'm the guy. Insurance. Sounds exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm the guy insurance companies use to, you know go about adjusting their claims, right. making wow. sure it's fair. And, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, basically making sure that they're paying out the right amount. Nice. Appropriately. So is, is it like people. a debt collection type of thing? Or uh, no. It's it, different. It's different. So what's the difference between that and loss? Uh, with this one, uh, with, being, with loss adjusting, it's basically us trying to establish what the insurance company should mm. pay. Like oh, okay. what they're liable to pay out. It's not uh, exaggerating or oh, undercutting, okay, okay. but you know, just straight on. Yeah. Okay. Giving so people the, the their, claim is valid and it's worth yes. whatever they're claiming for, you're paying yes. exactly what it's worth. Giving them their fair share, basically. Yeah. Okay. Right. Nice. Yeah. And with debt collecting, you know, you basically already owe someone something, so oh. you have to pay up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. I think it's becoming a loan shop. Yeah. 
I'm not aggressive enough to become a loan shark. No, I'm yeah. very I'm too fun and happy and good vibes. I can <laughs> ask straight up, be demanding. Honestly. Hey, you it's owe just, me money, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but, like if you lend someone money, like I'm very generous. I can lend people money, but to collect, like when they yeah. give back, yeah. I struggle. I guess for me too, like I'm genuinely just too much of a nice guy to go out there and forcefully try and get back something I've loaned out. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just money, right? Yeah, it's money just goes money. Money Did you always want to do that? Like, is that what you studied for? I actually, I actually studied for a degree in business management. Okay. Yeah, so when I got out, I was working as an administration officer with... Now, sorry, where did you graduate? I graduated from Divine Word University. Yeah, oh, okay. That's a really good school. Yes. So I was basically the, an admin officer for two years with Divine Word University's Port Moresby campus. Okay, yeah. right. former Big Rooster. Yes. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I didn't know. The one at Waigani opposite um, yeah, the Bimoba. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's, That's where you lived in Lay. Yeah. yeah. I grew up in Lay, born and raised. My Lay peeps. Yeah. Sorry. So, you know, after being there for about two and a half years, I decided to try something new because yep. I've been in, as a graduate of Divine Word University, I'd already been in that university system for four years and I came out. And I worked again for the university and yep. I'm like, I think I need to go out and really explore what's out there in the yeah. world. Especially when you're young and you're, you're a graduate, you yes. really want to explore as many options as possible. Yes. So friend of mine messaged me and they were like, hey, we have a, I have an opening here. I'm actually leaving it. My employer needs someone to come and take this place, my place. And I'm like, what do you do? <clears throat> I'm a loss adjuster. I had to Google that. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I had nice. to Google it. And after reading from, I'm like, okay, this looks interesting. It's like something I can do? <laughs> yeah. Like, personally, for me, I'm like a people person. I like moving around and yep. dealing with people on a daily basis. So after looking at the job description online on Google, I'm like, hey, this you can actually like, do that. Yeah, this is actually a good fit for me. I should give it a go. So yeah. you know, that's how I ended up mm. starting out, basically in 2014. I've been there for the last eight years. Wow, <laughs> so you, you're enjoying what you're doing. I do. I do yeah. enjoy what I do yeah. because not a lot of Papua New Guineans are actually in this field of work. Yeah, okay. it's basically really new. We have about three different firms who do this in the country, nationwide, there's persons, and there's us, Hayden Lloyd and Associates. Mm. Well, that's interesting. It is. Really <laughs> interesting job. So we're gonna dive into like um, your story outside of your work. Yes. That's okay with you. No worries. So Victor mentioned, um, to everybody who's watching, we just met him today. And yes. uh, yeah. So we're going to find out this story. Uh, they didn't give us any details, by mind you. So uh, take us through, like, from the start of your um, story, I should say. Yeah. Okay, my story goes back to 2014. This was basically around the time where I was switching jobs, you know. Uh -huh. That's when I started facing a lot of adversity in my life. I was dealing with a lot, personally. It's just so difficult for me at that time because I had never been through any such circumstance in my life. And, you know, I was 
finding my way at that point in time, dealing with ending one relationship and jumping into another. Mm-hmm. It's, when you're young, you don't really think too much. You just dive straight in. Yeah. 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 I was wild in for you. That's yeah. There you go. In and out. I wasn't too aware of the mental strain it would have on me until, you know, things progressed and 2014, 15, 16, uh, I, my daughter came along. Oh, okay. Child actually came along, which just changed everything completely yeah, for me. Yeah, another human being now relies yes. on you. You have to realize that, you know, when your kid comes along, it's not all about you anymore. So mm. that point in time, you know, it really made me stop and think. I'd stopped a lot of things in my life. Like I was very active throughout my life, mm. growing up, playing a whole range of sports, rugby league, rugby union, soccer, you name it. Mm-hmm. I basically tried everything. So yeah, it, was, it really didn't dawn on me until, you know, one day, you know what? I'd obviously put on so much. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you stop playing sports for a while? I did, actually. Yeah, okay. Was In order to transition. When, like, when your daughter was born? Yes. You had to stop yep. a I, lot of those things. Personally, I felt like I had to transition into that role of being a father. So <clears throat> yeah. I decided to cut down on a lot of things. Sports activities and whatnot. Physical yeah, activity. I mean, raising and a child takes a lot of... Sports time. was one of them, so yeah. After my daughter came along, you know, I obviously was sitting at home, yeah. going to work, coming straight, eating as much as I could. Mm. Wasn't moving that much. Actually, and your job is high stress as well? Or it's like casual? It's manageable. Yeah, okay. It can be stressful at times, depending on the workload that mm-hmm. comes through. We operate on a claims basis, so when we get no- yeah. notifications, that's when we move. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, it really started in 2016, that self-realization that, you know, I really wasn't doing more with my life. Mm-hmm. You know, looking around me and what everyone else my age was doing, you know, I felt that, you know, I just couldn't be like them. Yeah, like you, you start to question, it's like, what am I doing with my life? Yes. Especially if your friends are succeeding at things that you, or they're just better, for yeah. lack of a better word, they're just like better off. And it's like, oh, look at these people doing all these things. And then here am I, like, what am I doing with myself? Yeah, I understand the feeling. Yeah, so I really began questioning myself in 2016, really sitting down to really ask myself how I felt about everything in my life, you know. That's something which I've never done before. And, mm-hmm. you know, I slowly started to do things to <clears throat> try to develop this habit of improving mm-hmm. myself. Yep. For me, it started with reading a whole bunch of books. Mm-hmm. All these What self- kind of books did you, did you read? Name a few. I've read a lot by Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, yeah. oh, okay. Last, uh, recently, it was a powerful book I read. I just completed in February, uh, Morning Miracles. It's about Ooh. Is it by Robert Kiyosaki? Kiyosaki. Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yes. Uh, Guy, I mean, he's known for Rich Dad Poor Dad, but he's, he has a, he has a whole book. range of books. I think I've read like five of his books. Nice. Okay. 
read so much. I tend to forget the authors sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please same, forgive same, me. Same. It's all about digesting. It's the... only when yeah. I start recommending it to other people that I was like, oh, what's the author's name? What's the yes. name? Thank God for Google. <laughs> we live in a beautiful time. It's true. Where yes. You can just Google whatever you want to Google. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so Morning Miracle. <clears throat> yep. That was the most recent book I've mm-hmm. completed. But yeah, going back to the process, <clears throat> in 2016, I really had to sit down and ask myself, Honestly, like, if I was happy with myself, mm-hmm. deeply happy with everything I've accomplished, my life and where I was at. <clears throat> and, you know, it, it was really hard at first. You know? It I, is. Yeah. Self, self-evaluation is really difficult. It's not something easy when you have to sit there and assess yourself. Yeah, it's scary <clears throat> because if, you confront your thoughts and you... You run away from them a lot. Like, yes. You tend to escape and run away Most from them. Most of us tend to run away from our insecurities. Yeah, exactly. On a daily basis. So we don't want to acknowledge that, you know, we have a problem with this, yeah. mm. this particular area. It's an instinct. Your brain yes. does that by instinct. Yes. <laughs> so after really sitting down and humbling myself mm-hmm. enough to you know, criticize my own. Yeah, accept, yeah. accept where you are, yeah. Situation and accepting where I was then, was I able to slowly make a plan on how I wanted to proceed forward? Mm. <clears throat> and one of the biggest components I, one of the biggest components I identified was changing my mindset, basically. Mm-hmm. What, <laughs> what was one of the books that really stood out to you that you read? One of the books that really stood out. Like a staple that you go back to whenever you feel like giving up. You remember that specific chapter or line that says, okay. There is one, but I can't remember remember the the title. title. Yeah, That's all right. It was like a line or something. Like what's it about? It's one of Robert Kiyosaki's books Uh and it's about uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah, Basically, it's about changing your perception on money. Yeah. But like it talks about money, but you can apply this to yeah. everything else yeah. in I your like life. I like that book because one of the things that he talks about in the book is it made me aware of our relationship with money. And then like, because he grew up like, his real dad was the poor dad. Yeah. And his, re- his real dad was like the church going, the Christian one. And like, he believed that money was the root of evil. And then his rich dad was the, his, basically his mentor. And he's like, oh no, money is a tool. It's yeah. not... It's not evil or good. Uh, it's not good or evil. It's just a tool, and how you use it determines Depends. whether it's good. So that, like, for me personally, when I read that book, I was like, "Oh, okay, I have to change my mindset on how yeah. I treat money or how my relationship with money." That was a really good book. Yeah. That book really opened up my mind. Like, it, it changed the way I look at look yeah, at things. Yeah, perception and yes. the world and, and everything. Like a lot of good books are like that. Like, you, yeah. you go into it like, I want to learn how to make money. And you read yeah. that book and it's like, oh no, this is a book about mindset. mindset. I've got to change a lot of stuff before I start yeah. seeing changes in my wallet and in my bank account. <clears throat> so really, after, after you really begin to realize that it starts in the head, yeah. like, that's when, you know, you start unlocking everything. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I think that's empowerment. Like a lot of yes. like empowerment is a really big thing in today's context. Like in yeah. society, they just talk about empowerment. And I don't think empowerment is giving someone else power. 
it's helping other someone else realize yes. that the power has always been inside of yes. you to change. It's always been with you. you it's always to, been with you yeah. all this time. And I think one of the biggest challenges most Papua New Guineans face is not realizing that potential which lies in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something I've been very passionate about. Mm -hmm. Like along my journey, that's something I also share with a lot of other people, mm -hmm. trying to help them realize that, you know, you can really change for your own good. Yeah. You don't it's have also sad that we don't value ourselves, like as Papua yes. New Guineans. Like we think we don't bring anything to the table in the yes. conversations. We will value foreigners' opinions and yes. their knowledge. I mean, it's good. We, I mean, they carry a wealth of knowledge mm. and experience, which we can learn from as well. But then we also bring something to the table. And like, yeah. you know, like when we talked with Jordan, like that was one of the main things yes. that he was talking about and we were discussing just we, how we see ourselves and what we bring to the table. We don't really value it. I mean, even like PNG time is like, is it's something bad. It's just talks about how late we are. Yeah. We've, we've accepted yeah. it as a norm, as we've a standard. We've made it a norm in our It's kind of sad. And it like is. in order it for is. us to, I think for us to like grow and to change as a society, we have to unlearn those bad habits yes. and stop accepting them as normal. And what we, we've put a PNG brand and a PNG label on so many negative So many things. bad things. Yeah, so like, many bad we just things. casually talk with people and say, I'm PNG, And it, it's sad that we're, we think this way. And that really, really needs to change in order for us to progress yes. as a people. I think our problem is we just limit ourselves to this small way of thinking. Yeah. We don't open up to what's really available for us as a people. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. world's changing around us. Yeah. I think we're so focused on the negatives and what yes. we don't have. And that well, limits us from focusing on what we do have. And I think when we start focusing on what we do have, and we're constantly waiting there's something called like a savior complex where you're just constantly waiting for someone waiting else someone to someone to save it's either the government or it's some charity organization but you know you have to really unlearn that yeah. and it's like yeah. okay wait what can i do right here right now to change my situation and i think when you start thinking that way a lot of things in your life will start to change especially yeah, in your mind and then that's it i think that's the main problem most people mm. face it's that savior complex yeah. that you mentioned we're always waiting for something yeah. or someone mm. The scary thought yeah. is that what if they never come? Yes. You know, like... <laughs> They're if, never going to come. That's like, just the what, fact. Yeah, like yeah. what if the time never comes? What if you're waiting and then you die? Like, yes. those are kind of the thoughts that like really force me to break my like habits of procrastination. Yeah. Like, yeah. what if that time never comes? Like, I have to do something now. It's better to do something now than to wait around. I think it's gone, like, that problem that we talk about PNG time. Yes. It's all the way back to how we were taught as kids and how True. we were raised. See, when we were kids, when we did something that was, or when we wanted to say something, we were told to shut up because we were kids yeah. and we were silenced and we were put in our place to be sort of like the kid, right? We went to school when we did something wrong, when we tried to question the teacher or we asked them any questions, you know, they tell us, you don't know anything, I'm the yep. teacher, I know everything, I'm in front, you're there for a reason. You know, this is, it's not a back and forth situation, it's a... Me, teacher, you, student, you lie yeah. to you. So, yeah. so it's like that sort of narrative has been etched in our brains yes. so far down the line that when we, even when we go to university and you learn this thing, the lectures in front, we think that they know everything and they're just, you know, perfect, and everything like that. So like for us to step out of line and to be different and to question the norm and yes. to try to drive your own narrative and to question the things that yes. is, it's, it's, a, it's such a rare like, occasion for people to do. Yes. And when you do it, you you stand out. You do. And like people's 
It's like people don't like new things, right? They see it as yes. bad or they see it as, I don't know, it's just something it's that's just not accepted. It's just out yeah. of your comfort zone. Yeah. It's just the discomfort of being introduced to a new idea yes. or a new, to a new belief. But I think that's the important about it. I think people misunderstand what having an open mind means. Yeah. I mean, having an open mind True. doesn't mean you have to accept everything that's being coming. It's just you open to seeing their point of view seeing and their, their perspective and then seeing whether it suits you or not or whether it believes you and then yes. you don't have to necessarily believe everything that's yeah. being presented to you. But you have Something you mentioned about the learning and not learning part, I think um, Chris Doe mentioned this mm -hmm. in, the, in one of his episodes about a few years back. He said, in this century, in day and age, in order for you to do big things and for you to progress, you have to, willing to, you have to be willing to learn and unlearn and relearn. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. That's, those are the three things. Like, you learn something today, it changes, you have to unlearn it, learn a new thing, and then, and when you, when you do that consistently, that's how you sort of evolve with the times. Yes. And yeah. you get that. I nowadays, what should I say? We're in charge of our own learning, basically, mm, now. Yeah. Outside of, especially when you leave that academic environment and you go out into the real world, it's really up to you to yeah. go about furthering your education, yeah. giving yourself an education in the real world. Yeah. And education doesn't mean book smarts. I think yes. we've um, associated education <clears throat> with academia for far too long. Yes. And when school's over, we stop learning. But you can you can teach yourself so many different so many things, things like life skills like a big conversation that a lot of people are having is there's so many life skills that are not taught in school mm, true especially like um things like um uh, financial literacy which is Finance, a huge thing made. and then things like taxes and all these kind of things all that are kind of like introduced in business and in commerce but they're not really taught of how to really survive in the real yeah. world yeah and like globally there are people who are really pushing to change curriculums and to yes. be to teach kids a bit more being practical ways of living in the real world today that yeah. are more relevant and like i've seen so many like i i took engineering in uh, uni so like people yes. always joke about like He's oh when engineer. was the last time we took i'm a computer science uh, graduate oh so engineering math and all of that, like, I didn't know that. <laughs> that's like yeah, yeah. and then they were That's like, well, what was the last time you used like calculus to figure out things like that? And I, I you know, I, I laugh, I laugh at it, but because, you know, it's, it's really for, it depends on the field, like engineers use it all the time, but I get the joke, it's like we learn a lot of stuff that is really irrelevant, irrelevant. to day-to-day -day living, yes. so it's good to, like, especially for me, like, I've, I'm starting a business, I've had to teach myself business and all the business fundamentals and all of those things in order yes. for me to be, to run it and to make sure that I don't go broke and hungry and everything yeah. yes. and all of that. So the thing I had to unlearn and relearn recently, recently was that I thought focusing on the creative side of things and, you know, um, being creative, being robust and yeah. having the new idea would eventually lead to, you know, the money will just come along. It's like added, yeah. added benefit. But then I was yep. wrong. It's like you have to like balance it out. It's like yeah. if you don't have a business model, if you don't have your business side of things figured out, how do you expect to make money? Yeah. It's like that was yeah. um, that was a knowledge gap for me. And just recently, I've realized that I have had to stop thinking like a creative and start thinking like an entrepreneur and a mm -hmm. businessman. And I'm in the business of creativity, and that changes things for me. Yeah. So yes. creativity is what I do, but it's my business. It's um, I'm actually a businessman. Mm -hmm. I, 
I run a business and I have to start thinking like a businessman in order for me to survive in the business world. Yeah, totally true. Sorry, we're sidetracking to our stuff now. <laughs> no worries. Carry on. Continue. Carry on. Continue, my continue from but yeah, Sorry. I'll continue on. Um, after, you know, deciding to change my mindset, then I sat down, made up a few goals. And mm. one of them was to get back on track physically with my fitness and mm-hmm. the way I looked and felt about myself. So, yeah. You know, it dawned on me one day when I actually when I actually bent over to tie my own shoelace and I was so out of breath. Ooh. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. How I can old were you then? Uh, I was probably 28. Oh. <laughs> How old are you now? I'm 33 now. Oh, man, you look younger than me. Oh, thank you. Dialing. It's just exercise. Yeah. yeah. Looking after yourself is yeah. the fountain of you. I honestly thought like you were in like late, late 20s. I take that as a compliment. No, serious. That's what he tells people. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, after after that one moment, it really dawned on me. On me, I'm like, what am I doing to myself? Yeah, I'm like, think, like, I'm too young. To be I'm feeling. too young to be feeling this way. I'm too young to have limited mobility. Uh-huh. Yeah. How how much did you weigh? I was probably around 110 at the Ooh. time of going. I mean, between 110 and 115, I was floating yeah. between that mark. How much do you weigh now? Uh, latest, I'm 98 now. Oh, nice, big job. Just last week, I jumped on the scales at New Guinea Cargo. <laughs> Most reliable yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> but Not yes. Bad. Congrats, that's a really big. So after that one point in time, you know, it just, it just really pushed me to really get back on track. So. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't easy. Like, What did you start off with? I started off walking mm-hmm. with the easiest thing I could do, which was just to walk every day. Yeah, starting Five is always days. the hard thing. People Start, try to complicate everything. Yeah, I mean, just, people try to complicate things and they're like, oh, we need to go straight in and get started in the gym. Yeah. But, you know, it's more or less you trying to improve your confidence in yourself yeah. once again. Yeah. Yeah. You have to build your self-confidence up to a point where you're able to progress and do more. So for me, it started with walking and then walking led to running. And then after that, you know, I started doing a bit of compound at mm-hmm. home with the weights I had, deadlifts, mm-hmm. dumbbells. And then I actually signed up for Capital Fitness over at... Oh, nice. Yeah, yes, with Leonard. Yep. I actually walked in there. Like I just made up my mind. I'm like, I'm confident enough now. I'm ready to move yeah, on yeah, to yeah, a new yeah. challenge. I need to push myself. I just went in there after New Year. What year was that? It's 2022 now. 2020. Oh, 2020. In the middle yeah. of COVID, yeah. right? That's, that's dedication. Yeah. Yeah. COVID messed up a lot of things. Yeah, right? it did. Are we allowed to say COVID? Because, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, YouTube censors stuff. So. Yeah, YouTube. Coco, I'll call it Coco now. Yeah. Rona. <laughs> It's Corona. (laughs) So, yes, after going in there and getting started, I haven't turned back since. I've been Mm. in and out of that environment. So, basically, I've I've been trying to focus on improving my mobility. I'm not too worried about looking too big, but, Mm. yeah. 
Yeah, just especially to, as you get older, you notice yeah. you notice things about your joints that are like, ah, yes. I don't want to be, I don't want to be like pushing 40, 50, and like already in a wheelchair or have yeah. arthritis. It's just basically trying to strengthen my body again. Right. Have you made back. any diet changes? Like, did you while you were starting to walk, what did you change anything to how you were eating? I I didn't at first. I mean, I guess that was part of the learning curve. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's yeah. the that's a big mistake most of us make. Yeah. We don't change other things to complement what we're doing. We just thought yeah. that's exactly yeah. like um, I'm like, like I'm working out. I can eat more. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> two plates at dinner. <laughs> I think like a lot of people feel the need like I have to get it right on the first try, and they don't yeah. allow themselves to like edit themselves constantly just yeah. try something if it doesn't work for me then try something else and then until they find some people just like this is my program i'm going to go with it and then if they fail they feel miserable yeah, about themselves like then, then uh, i just, tried it and i gave up but like they didn't try it another way no one perseveres basically yeah, yeah yeah you don't get this right the first time yeah like i've been doing this since 2016 yeah like mm-hmm. it just didn't happen overnight then. yeah i've had a lot of moments where i stopped had a two, three month layover and then I started again, you know, after readjusting my approach. Yeah. Mm. Nothing it's it's basically been trial and error for me. Yeah. Like we all have a unique body type. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So it's about finding what works for you. Yeah, there's no one solution for yep. all. Everybody everybody's different. You yep. have to find what works what for works you. What works for then. you. So even diet wise too, I've tried it. I've tried most things. I've been on a keto diet. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah? Yeah. The keto diet? Even a low-carb keto. 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 Keto is... You Americans say keto? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so it's keto. But, but that one yes. sounds fun because you eat like fats and... Really? Um, yeah. I've never tried keto. It's interesting. I've, I've read uh, just read about it. Yeah. Like, okay, that's interesting. It worked for me. I mean, I did get into it, but I'm like... I feel like this is not for me. I can't keep yeah. it up. Yeah. And like. Yeah. So going back to the ke- keto, 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 diet. yeah. The keto. How long did you try that for? And then what's? I think what are three, you doing now? Three months. Wow. Three months. Okay. I, I just basically wanted to find something I could be consistent with doing. Right. Yeah, yeah. There are all these fancy stuff out there, but you have to find something you can do here in Papua yeah, New Guinea. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, like you can't like bullshit around like yeah. our cost of living is ridiculous it's ridiculous and you know people are just pushing the narrative health and fitness and dieting and everything but yes. it's not affordable to it everyone inside. So it's you an have to expensive make the most. exercise like, but you can't let seriously. it be an excuse uh, you <laughs> yeah. have to you have to make the most of what you have and if you're just smart about it and especially now that we have access to internet you can teach yourself so, so much, much and you can just trial and error everything so so yeah after that, I bounced around in a few more different diets and, you know, I'm finally settling for intermittent fasting mm-hmm. and limiting my meals to two meals a day. So yeah. nice. That's the most affordable. Yeah. That is, and it's free, bro. And it's free. Yeah. I do that as well. It's been really good. Yeah. It really does wonders. Like, there's a lot of scientific research to prove that fasting is actually quite beneficial for yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It gives your body enough time to carry out its functions okay. as well. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing. We spend so much time eating that after we're asleep, our body's 
digesting the food. Yeah. It doesn't have time to carry out the other processes yeah. like filtering healing. and yeah. healing. It, it, and it really, like I've been learning about getting your body, like especially scheduling your sleep, like setting your body. Because yes. intermittent fasting teaches you when to eat. So yes. your body is prepared when to like kick on all the digestive functions. Mm. Like, oh, this is when this guy's going to eat and when to sleep, like all those functions. And the more you stick to a routine, like your body is just in a regular cycle. Yeah. And once yeah. you just, if you're all over the place, then your body is all over the place as well. Yes. And then it really affects your energy. Does, how do you feel like your energy wise? I feel good. Yeah. I, I like it as well. Like, At first it's hard, but you no, know, man. it takes your body yeah. time to adjust. Yeah. And once it settles down into it, then yeah, you're good to go. You get the flow yeah. already. Yeah. You just have to get over that hump. That hump. Yes. That hump that your the body first, is like. I, my curve was like one, two weeks. Say eight days max. I had like in the morning when I woke up, like I was so hungry at times. And yes. then I don't know, maybe just like water, apple cider. I find that apple cider helped like kill the hunger. It does. Do you drink it every morning or just like during the day? No, just so I one liter water and it's like every okay, time okay. I just sip, sip nice. like drought. I take a cup like the first thing in the morning. Yeah, I heard that really cleanses yeah, up. Yeah, I just do that and then that's it. Enough. So you don't have to drink it on. No, I just like pour like like a teaspoon in a cup and then just dump it and then carry on with my day. I like to suffer, so I just... It's okay, you're teaching. <laughs> if that works for you, my boy, if that yep. works for you. Whatever works for you. Yeah. It's, as long as you're seeing the results. Yes. That's it. As long as you you are comfortable with it and it's something you know you can man maintain yeah, and you should enjoy it like yeah. it shouldn't be it's suffering and it's pain, pain and it's everything like you should at the end of the day it should become something that you enjoy yes. and you, yeah. it gives you fulfillment and if it's causing you pain and discomfort and just like making your life miserable then you know you try something else maybe you, you know? need to Take think of another yeah. approach yeah. Exactly. But it pays off. I think when you focus on the results and what it's going to pay off in the long run, I think a lot of people nowadays, we just want just immediate, like I just yes. want it now. And then when we don't see it, we just give up and we just go back to what is comfortable. But yep. it hurts us in the long run. So It does. I mean, too many people, I mean, lifestyle diseases is a, is a you know, causing factor to yep. a lot of deaths. It's a real thing. And yeah, it's, like, happening. It's, a real, it's a real problem right now. So. It is. You have young guys falling dead. Yeah, it's regularly, scary. and it's scary. Like it's really scary. So seriously, is it was like 2019, 2020, like during COVID, a lot of people were like just dropping and dying. Yes, and most of the causes after an autopsy or after like medical examiner, they said it's just a lifestyle disease. You know, like the kidney failed from too much drinking or lack of exercise yeah. caused like high cholesterol around their heart and they die. Yeah, it's like it's very like. That was actually around the time when I, I too, like, was suffering. I had, like, weak knees and, oh, man, waking up in the morning was dreadful for me. Because yeah. I was, like, I had migraines for no reason. And I was, like, why is Did that? Did you still get those? No. Nah, man. Oh. I wake up like a friggin' I can horse relate. now. <laughs> I can relate because, you know, my joints were pretty bad at the time. I had lower back pain as well. And, yeah. like, it was something which really killed me, like... So hard to move some days, mm. like yeah. just suffering in yeah. silence. When was it like, when did you start noticing results and then you were like, okay, this is actually working? Whether it was like the walking or the dieting, which, which one was it was like a moment where you're like, okay, this is it. Like, it's actually working. Uh, it was actually when I started going to Primal Capital that, you know, I was actually able to see 
my results. progress. Like, yeah. It really hit me at that point in time. Like I'd already built a good foundation outside before mm -hmm. moving in. So I was able to transition well into yeah, And keep up with the, because they do a lot of um, high intensity yeah. um, circuit training. They do a lot of primal hits fitness. and primal, yeah. primal movement. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Leonard is really, really good. He's really good. Shout out to you, Leonard. Yeah. Good, good, good. And when did you start noticing like your weight was becoming manageable? Basically. Was it, were you on a diet when you joined um, Primal? I actually started committing myself to fasting when I joined Primal. Oh, that God. was when I started experimenting with it. And it really started Just working like for me. Experimenting with all kinds of diets. Self-experimentation yeah. is nice. It is. Just stay safe, yo. Don't die. Yep. Yeah. Don't die in the process. Don't do anything you're needs. not comfortable with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just to like help other people who uh, might or may not, may or may not be in your situation, what would be like something you want to tell them to help them get started? Um, start with the easiest thing possible. Whatever you feel comfortable with. It can just be regular walks every afternoon. Mm -hmm. And firstly, build that confidence in yourself. Improve your self-esteem, basically. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of these issues come back to how we look at ourselves. Yeah. I mean, some of us have really low self-esteem and mm -hmm. translates into our physical yeah. appearance. Yeah. So the more you work on yourself internally as well, it also translate to what's on the outside. Mm. Yeah, like just a segue, like body image, like in, like a lot of people don't know that men suffer from body image issues as well. Yes. Like it's not like where women it's face not it and they're women. not always concerned about their looks. There are men out there as well who are just, who feel inadequate about how they look and everything. So, but there are yep. things that you can do to change yep. how you think and how you look. Uh, think about yourself. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for joining us on the show. Yes. Appreciate you coming by. Thank you very much. I think this camera is dead. <laughs> love it so uh yeah i will drop your social below everybody if you want to follow him give him a follow um thanks a lot for watching appreciate your time everyone peace like and subscribe yeah we should do that off the name you like, and subscribe. like and subscribe no get bye lost guys. nobody cares about you bye Florence. <laughs> all right peace out guys thank you so much Buford, for joining us no worries uh, good one bro that was really good thanks bro